Hello, dear Gaggle. Kay here. As you may know, we've shifted to a bi-weekly release schedule for the Strahdcast to accommodate for new jobs and new babies amongst the goons. It's all part of our ongoing mission to continue to produce our content at the highest level of quality we can. Many of you out there are helping us with this mission tremendously by being a part of our Patreon, which allows us to acquire new and better equipment to record our podcasts, as well as the means to increase the quality of our live-streamed content. Speaking of live-streamed content, did you all know that we live-streamed a Call of Cthulhu module on our Twitch channel? Well, we did! It was called Madness and Mercy, and it was set in an Ohio suburb in the 1920s. It was a terrifying glimpse into the layer of gothic horror upon which my consciousness resides. My friends in the gaggle will probably never look at me the same way. They will forever be looking, consciously or subconsciously, deeper and deeper into my eyes, unable to resist, trying to catch even the most ephemeral glimpse into the madness that's always there, deep beneath the surface, ready to eke out into the world at a moment's notice, hoping against hope that when it inevitably does, they'll be prepared for it, but also knowing in their hearts and in their minds that they never will be. Whew, whoa, <laughs> sorry, lost myself there. Anyway, I had such a fun time running this game, so much so, in fact, that it got me thinking about writing my own Call of Cthulhu module. And indeed, I am doing just that. Once I have enough of a framework in place, we'll be setting a timeline and making announcements as to when you'll get to watch the madness all over again on our Twitch channel. Until then, to tide you over, what you're about to hear is episode one of Madness and Mercy. If you enjoy it, which I sincerely hope you do, the rest of the story can be found in our patron-only RSS feed, as well as on YouTube. Thanks for tuning in, Gaggle. We love you so dearly, and until next time, if approached in the night by a woman speaking incoherently about German potato salad, run. Enjoy. Alright, goons. Our adventure begins in Mayfield, Ohio, 1927. The United States, and indeed the world, are in a time of dramatic social and political change. The economy is booming. Everyday people have more money to spend, and goods are being mass-produced on a scale never before seen, making them more affordable. Radios and automobiles are especially popular, um, which makes the world start to feel a little smaller, thanks to easy travel and mass communication. Prohibition is in full effect, which means there's also a booming black market economy for alcohol, as well as the means to produce it. In the big cities, this often means that there are plenty of opportunities for enterprising and morally deficient individuals to fight their way up to the top. Outside the cities, however, things are growing, they're growing, but a little more quietly. Because automobiles are so accessible and affordable, the Model T specifically, soon to be the Model A in next year, people didn't have to live so close to where they worked, so many chose to escape the big cities for more space and less crime. The American suburb was just beginning to find its identity. We find ourselves in one such suburb. Mayfield is a quiet, peaceful town full of good, honest, hard-working folk. What used to be a small country village of loggers and miners has grown in population as the interurban electric rail and then the automobile have carved a convenient path along the shores of Lake Erie to the forest city of Cleveland. People buy groceries at the general store. They greet each other on the way to work in the mornings. Kids play barefoot in the street. And any minor feuds, gossip, or rumors only serve to add a little spice to the otherwise happy but mundane lives of the townsfolk. This is all about to change. We begin on a Tuesday in February, in a modest but well-kept house not far from the center of town. In the upstairs bedroom, 
a woman stirs awake in one of the two twin-sized beds. Campbell, would you like to describe this woman for us? It's me. It's you. <laughs> two twin beds. That's just... How it was back in the days. Oh, uh, yeah. Sweetie's just getting up. Today is the day that I'm going to go to Lori's and get my hair done like I do once a week. Mm-hmm. So my hair's just it's a little ruffled. Um, yeah, simple dress. Uh, my husband is still asleep in his bed. He's not feeling well. Oh, or, well, or, actually- or Kate's going to tell me something else. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Maybe, Where did he, he go? <laughs> well, actually, okay. So as you as you uh, as you look over to see where your husband would perhaps ordinarily be, you notice that he's not there. Um. Also, Campbell, I want you to make uh, uh for reasons that you'll probably know, and I hope no one else will. Do a quick uh con save for me. Roll against your con score. Oh, <laughs> not even five minutes in. We just started, Kay. We're we already like this spicy. <laughs> okay. Started spicy. Okay. First roll. Oh, it's I rolled a sixty and my con is fifty. <gasps> you suddenly feel a little nauseous. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> run and oh run into the little powder oh, pink bathroom. Bye. God! Are you uh-huh. pregnant? The suspense. Recovering, Girl, recovering from, recovering from your, uh, from your, your little stomach upset. You get yourself dressed, put your makeup on. We're getting ready to go to Luscious Lori's, the town salon. Um, and coming down the stairs, you walk by the living room and you see your husband, Howard. He's asleep in his recliner. And there's a bottle of whiskey on the floor, empty, where his hand would have dropped it. The radio is still on, just playing white noise. I'm going to go over and check his pulse. (laughs) (laughs) You do so. You do so, so, which which perhaps might be a little unnecessary, because as you get real close to him, as you get, like, within a few feet of him, he lets out a... Right. <laughs> I'm gonna give him a little pat pat on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. He doesn't stir. All right. I'm gonna pick up the bottle of whiskey and take it into the kitchen mm-hmm. and hide it in the hanging light fixture. Just pop it up there. <laughs> Clever. Okay. Um, why don't you go ahead and do a roll against your um um. Uh, 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 I guess either your sleight of hand, sleight of hand, or perhaps something better. Uh, if, if you know rules uh, in general, if you if you feel like something is more applicable to your role, go ahead and, and suggest it. But yeah, I, I feel like uh, sleight of hand, hand is probably probably right, but mine yeah. sucks. <laughs> well, you, you're just you're just doing your best. That's fine. Oh dear, it's not. Fine. <laughs> no. Uh, so you fail. I did. All right. Um, you 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 get a chair from the kitchen, uh, like a, a kitchen dining table chair, and you you go to stand up, and you just you, maybe you're just feeling still a little woozy. You just don't quite you just don't quite uh, have a good sense of your balance, and you you go to put it up. 
and you just you know you're, you're like sort of messing with the screws on the fixture and you just ah, you're, you're worried you're gonna lose your balance and you, you just you decide you know what not worth it um, and you just I'm gonna crash and wake him up so I'll just I <laughs> okay yeah not not wanting to risk waking your your sleeping husband you decide not to do so so making your way to luscious lorries yes please all right you go um, you pass through the town uh, along a familiar path that you've walked many a time before. Um, you arrive at the salon, and uh, Lori herself, the owner and proprietor of Luscious Lori's, uh, waves you over because she knows today's uh, today's Tuesday. It's when it's when Sweetie McClintock comes to get her hair done, and uh, shows you to a chair sitting next to uh, someone you know very well by the name of Lucille Lowry, a housewife maybe a little older than you. All right. Hold on. Let me pull up the piece of paper that tells me about her. <laughs> uh, there's not much you need to know. <laughs> okay. I'll get when somebody moment. else is talking. Uh, but well, I'm going to ask Lori. I'm going to be like, Lori, good morning. Um, Have you heard? Did they have any new fragrances in? Oh, uh. Well, I haven't, but you know, I'm not doing your accent. I haven't, but you know, I, I think you're more involved in this California perfume company than I am these days. I should be asking you. Well, right now, I have Violet, White Rose, Heliotrope, and we just got in Lily of the Valley and Hyacinth, and I'm waiting because I heard that they're coming out with a gardenia, and that just reminds me of home. So if you hear whispers, you let me know, all right? Uh, well, sure, I will. Those sound heavenly. You wouldn't happen to have any on you today, would you? Of course I do. And I'm going to reach into my little handbag. And I have like a little sample of the perfumes. And I also like I'm shuffling around in there. And there's also like toothpaste and shampoo and like uh, lotions and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's uh, quite a collection you have there, sweetie. I'm building it up. They're coming out with all this new stuff now. I'll give her a little. I'll give her a little sample of the white rose right here on her wrist. Mmm. Oh. oh, that Isn't is fabulous. It is. It is. All right. I'll let you get your hair done. Have a seat. Get comfortable. And Thanks. next. And you know. And and come by my house first next time, will you? Because I'd really love to buy some of those and see what else you've got in that little bag of tricks. You got it. Of course. Um, so you, you make your way over to the chair and you, and you sit down and, uh, and Lucille, who again, you know, well, it's a small town. Everybody knows everybody well, uh, reaches over to you and gives you a little pat on the shoulder and says, how you doing, sweetie? I'm doing just fine. You know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. how's business? I'm- Business is great. It's very exciting, you know, but, you know, you know, just among us girls, you know, we don't want, you know how the men folk get. No, oh, do I? Um, don't t- not that they would be interested. <laughs> so that is a, you know, that's pretty like standard small talk for the two of you. But you, uh, you get a sense that maybe saying like talking about the men folk and saying, you know how they are kind of hits a little harder than it normally does. Um why don't you give me a, uh, uh, well, you know what? Actually, I won't make you roll on it. It's enough for you to tell, given how well you know her, that um, something, uh, she seems a little off. Are you all right, sweetie? <sighs> me? Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I just, uh... and she takes a bit of a pregnant pause and 
leans in and, well, you know, speaking of menfolk, Raymond, who you know to be her husband, Raymond has been just driving me up a wall lately. You know he quit his job at the bank? No! He did. He quit his job at the bank, and I... For some, I can't fathom why he was doing well. I think he was due for a promotion at the end of the year, but he just up and left one day. And, and all of a sudden, just all he wants to do is, is sit in the living room and, and play music. I know this sounds ridiculous, but that's all he wants to do is sit in the living room and play music. And sweetie, I don't mean like the piano in the parlor. He plays the piano. He plays, he got a violin that he plays. He took a piece of copper pipe and carved it into a flute. He's I playing never this known music him himself? All himself, <laughs> all day. All he does is sit in the living room, surrounded by all of these instruments, some real, some imagined, and makes music that admittedly is surprisingly good, but it's just... That's it's, what I was uh, gonna ask. He's oddly proficient at it. I never knew this about him. I have never once known him to, to hum a note. Is this some new career path he's trying to get into? I sure hope so, because someone's got to put food on the table. Oh, I'm so sorry. He hadn't said anything about it. Like he didn't get in a fight with somebody at work. No, it all I, I don't so know sad. what kind of accident you would have at the bank, but you know my Howard, he's still on the mend. Hmm. Oh, well, you let me know if you need anything. <laughs> would, you, would, you, would you come by later? After you're done here. I think I'll be done a little bit before you, but would you would you come? Of by course. The There's, there are a few other... I, I, well, I, I'm afraid there? you wouldn't believe me if you didn't see it. All right. Do you need me to bring you anything? Oh, no. Just your, just your sweet self, sweetie. You got it. All right. Well... So yeah, as the uh, as she grabs like a tissue out of her sleeve and sort of pats away the little bit of tears that have been welling up during this conversation, she sits back and the rest of the appointment passes silently. Lori comes over and works her magic on you, uh, passes a few sympathetic glances over at Lucille, knowing not as much about the situation as you now do, but at least that her husband has quit his job and they're mm-hmm. gonna figure something out. And so Raymond is her is her is husband, Lucille's and he husband. is Lucille's husband, and he worked at the uh, Mayfield Trust and Savings Bank. Correct. Okay. Yes, the Mayfield Trust and Savings Bank uh, okay. until just a few days ago. Um, so, post post a salon appointment, do you make your way over to Lori's? I mean, to Lucille's. Yes. I'm just gonna stop by my house real quick and grab that bottle. Okay. All right, um, go ahead, do so. uh, you can do so unopposed. He's uh, Howard is is still out. All right. I'm just going to bring that over. Okay. Put it in my huge purse. <laughs> <laughs> Make some room, shove aside some toiletries mm-hmm. and bottles mm-hmm. of perfume and just kind of jam it in there. Excellent. Okay, so you make your way over. And uh, uh, you so you come up on the door of Lucille and Raymond Lowry. And uh, yeah, and, and you, you hear music um and it's not hard to tell that it's not recorded it's not coming from a radio or a gramophone or anything like that this is live music being played and and occasionally you might hear a note come to an abrupt halt and sort of start the phrase over again like you hear practicing um it's yeah and and like lucille said it sounds oddly proficient uh but 
What instrument does it sound like? Uh, it just sounds like a piano right now. Regular okay. old piano. Right or now. Or perhaps, perhaps, uh, <laughs> perhaps a nice, uh, a nice, a nice trumpet, some brass. Maybe he's playing some brass. Oh, <laughs> All right, I'll just, I'll just knock. Okay. Uh, you knock and Lucille comes to the door, uh, looking exasperated. Uh, you wouldn't even know that she was just at the salon. Like she has, her hair still looks put together, but she just looks so tired. And she just, oh, sweetie, thank you so much for coming. Please do come in, please. Um, so uh, uh, she invites you in and, and do you go? Yes. All right. You're following her in. You, uh, you see a, a somewhat above middle class suburban house, uh, neat, well-appointed, uh, Lucille is is turning around to you and saying, I, "I'm so sorry for the mess, uh, but in in the main entryway and and perhaps in the kitchen where she leads you to, you don't see anything really out of place. It, to her, it's probably a mess, but it seems like maybe one or two things are out of place, which for her is like unheard of. But she is just mm-hmm. so apologetic for for the catastrophe that her house is. Um, so she leads you to the kitchen, uh, puts on a pot of coffee, and and turns around and goes, Raymond, sweetie's here." And the music abruptly stops. You hear the music stop, and you and you just hear a, a voice come in from the living room. Oh, oh, sweetie, wonderful, wonderful, sweetie, you must come in here and hear this. Oh, all right. <laughs> and I'll look at her and be like. <laughs> she, she's just, she gets a look like. <sighs> and like allowing you to go. Okay, I'll go. Okay. Oh man. So uh, making your way into the living room. Uh, yeah, you see a scene much like the one she described. You see Raymond. Raymond, with a light in his eyes, he, you can just tell that he is living his best life. He's happy, he's excited, he's energetic. And the living room is a catastrophe. It is littered with instruments. Like Lucille mentioned, both real and imagined. You see the copper pipe that he has like drilled holes into and carved out a little mouthpiece to make a flute. He has like buckets for drums. He has... Uh, just like a conch shell that he's where did he get a conch shell but he can use it as a horn I guess yeah, just, just all of these where did he get a conch shell an orchestra of instruments is in his living room um, but as you as you come in he says oh yes 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 do come in do come in hear this and he picks up a violin and he goes to play the violin and uh, and he starts playing and Anyone and you and you nor anyone else in town has ever known him to play the violin. And normally, when someone just starts playing the violin, it takes about ten years for them to not sound like they're playing a dying cat. Uh, I know because my older sister played the violin. Um, <laughs> she got past that point, but it took a long time. Um, and it, it seems and so and like he's not really playing. He's not playing any music. Nothing that you recognize. Nothing that you would recognize. Nothing like you know from the canon of classical music. But he's. He's sort of making it up, making it up as he goes along, and then we'll sort of go back and, and redo a part. And as he's improvising, you would think that some of these notes would sound really screechy and sour. And, but like, while his like te- music theory and technical knowledge are just like non-existent, he he's able to play the violin in a way that sounds beautiful, which is, like I said, very unusual for someone who has just picked up, picked up a violin. Now, Raymond. Have oh, you been keeping... Just one, just, just one minute. I just... Let me figure out this one part. And he goes and he plays another couple of series of notes and... And they sort of echo and hang in the room for a second. Sorry, what were you going to ask me? Have you been hiding all this talent from us all these years? When did you pick this up? <laughs> just... Well, you know, it's 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 always been a... Uh, <laughs> 
well, let's say a hidden passion of mine. It's uh, really, oh, I've always been fascinated by music. And and the other day, I just decided I, I can't go back to the bank and sit behind a desk and slave away all day. I've got to go make something that matters. I think that's beautiful, honey. Thank you. I do wonder how you... What you plan on doing with this? <laughs> what you mean? Don't, don't worry. Oh, you're, you sound just like Lucille. Don't worry. Don't worry. That'll come. That'll come. I just know it. Well, good for you. We must just be hysterical. Oh, uh, no. I, I, it's understandable to be a little skeptical. It, I understand it's a little uh, frightening for someone in a, in, a, in a consistent career, working at a bank, and... Handling money every day to now come and want to be a musician, but I think I've really got something here. Now, where, when, what inspired you to finally leave? Uh, he pauses for a moment and, and just goes, ah, "Well, I guess I just finally figured out how to put the music in my head onto a page." Mm-hmm. And with that, he goes back to he picks up the he picks up the copper uh, pipe flute. <laughs> How does the copper pipe flute sound? It sounds like a totally improvised instrument, but like, again, he's able to make it sound kind of good. And you think if he had a real flute in his hand, he'd like be oddly proficient at it. But it sounds like wind going through a copper pipe. And I'm going to look he's around. It. Uh-huh. I'm going to look around and see if there's any sheet music, any paper lying around, or if it's just he's just making shit up everywhere there's paper everywhere um it's some of it blank some of it strewn about like nothing orderly but you do see that a lot of it sort of scattered about the floor has like musical notation do you mind if i take a look at this oh i've uh, never been uh, able to read music uh, well, well sure but uh, uh i have to give you the right one and he sort of picks up a stack of them and kind of like throws them aside like not that one no 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 not that one not that one no uh, not that one no 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 and he gets sort of near the end of the pile and goes oh uh uh yeah yeah okay here here you go he gives it to you and resumes playing his copper flute all right i'm gonna take it and and go back in the kitchen okay excellent um so you sit down uh you so laurie is sitting at the uh at the table and the coffee's ready now she's set a cup out for you uh and she just she is uh just so tired and you see like just a single tear is kind of welling up on the inside of her eye and she says so you see I'm not crazy you're certainly not it's, I don't it's, want to believe he is either but my goodness the only time I get some peace and quiet is when I go to the salon or on Sundays when he goes to play at the church I'm gonna look. I'm just gonna. While I'm sitting there, I'm just gonna look at the music. Does it look like real music? Is there anything written on it? Yeah, it's you know, it's it's like this classic like five line notation, and it's it's a uh, handwritten, and it's looks kind of like untrained. But it, it, as a as a as an untrained musician yourself, looking at it, you you could be, you would think it was probably like if someone were to play it, it would probably sound good. Um. So Lucille. Uh, sips her coffee and sort of leans in conspiratorially to you and, and says, would you listen, I, Eloise Bircher has invited me over to her house tonight. Would you, would you come with me? Just, she's been noticing some strange things going on and 
she just there there's a, just keep the circle small there are a couple people she wants to talk to but i i think maybe maybe it'd be good for you to be there is well oh wait a second how's uh how's howard doing has he been behaving normally is he is anything strange with him well you know he hasn't been behaving normally in months oh i i'm sorry i i didn't mean to no no it, it's all right it I just don't like, you know, okay, talking about keeping the circle small. You know, I found this, and I'm going to pull out the bottle of bourbon, just like sneaky out of my bag. I found this next to him. He was asleep in his reclining chair this morning, and I do not like the idea of alcohol mixing with whatever's already going on in his brain since he got clunked in the head. No, I can't imagine you do. And well, oh gosh, I, I, I feel for you, sweetie. I really do. If you need anything, just let me know. Just uh, if we gotta go somewhere, we should probably not go here because we wouldn't be able to hear ourselves think. Right, right. Do you know anything about the strangeness that's going on? What is the what's the woman's name that we're going to her house tonight? Uh, Eloise Bircher is the name. Eloise. Did she tell you anything about the strangeness she's got going on? Um. So. She does. She tells you, and you would know this too, actually, probably, given that you're someone, a, a woman about town, that uh, that some people have uh, actually gone missing lately. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, two people. Shit. Uh, um, yeah, two people. Um, whose uh, whose names I'll give you later. Uh, who have just gone, have disappeared. An an old man and a young boy. Oh. Okay. Something's wrong with the men. <laughs> Blame the men. Um, excellent. Okay, so uh, you you agree to go with her to uh, Eloise Burch's house tonight. <clears throat> excellent. Let's take it to uh, uh, Old Man Pearson's movie theater. We make our way over to Old Man Pearson's movie theater, uh, <laughs> and uh, we you know just imagine the narration, uh, the personification of the narration, if you will, making its way up the stairs. Um, and, and into a, a, a plain door in the dark where we see a man from behind working the projection booth. Trevor, would you go ahead and uh, describe Dickie Harrow for us? Sure. Uh, so Dickie Harrow is a uh, very, very, very tall. Uh, he's probably like, uh, he's probably 6'2", you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, he's just cramped there up there in the projectionist booth turning his little crank for the midday matinee. Of mm-hmm. Casablanca, and uh, no, that's too late. That's too late. Shit. Uh, <laughs> Some newsreel or a cartoon or something. You probably wouldn't play movies until later tonight, anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So then, yeah. Let's say I'm getting the reels ready for for tonight. And he moves Excellent. about. He's dressed. He's dressed very humbly, sort of almost tatted cloth, right? Um, moving around uh, as he moves through the sort of little projectionist room he has the movements of a startled deer right and the most will you will you to look upon him the the most striking feature of dickies would be uh the fact that half of his face is prosthetic he is a survive he was a soldier in world war one and during the spring offensive he caught a bullet in the eye from a from jerry and uh the doctors were able to save his life, but he now walks around. He has like half his face is like plastic. Uh, and so he has his little like ring framed glasses across half the plastic face, 
part of his uh, his his beard is drawn onto the prosthetic. You know, he's got like a a, a nice beard, such as I have. Um, <laughs> now this Trevor this was really fascinating to me I'll just uh, I'll speak like uh, out of the game for a second but this is like a thing that really happened to a lot of soldiers in World War One. Uh, like it is yeah I, well so World War One was a mess for a bunch of reasons most of, I mean like <laughs> the the war was exceedingly dangerous because weapons technology were so far so far beyond what the tactics of the day so a lot of people got really injured but also medical science had taken a lot of huge leaps so they were able to keep soldiers alive through like some really horrific industry uh uh, uh injuries and so actually yeah. there are, there are a ton of you know i was doing research for this there are a ton of images of folks with prosthetic you know the half their face gets blown away and they have yeah these like prosthetic uh masks that they can affit to their faces so if you were to take that uh if you were to take that off you would see something pretty horrific but for now for now uh it's a pretty arresting sight let's just say and that's why he works here in the movie theater up in the as a projectionist uh he doesn't see a lot of the light of day up here in his dark little corner of the world yeah. you know uh so, so yeah, yeah that's me yeah so there you are you're um you're going about your work as you normally do um when uh uh you so uh, you you maybe come to a lull in in the work that you're doing and and you um you look out over the audience and uh, uh go ahead give me a spot hidden roll spot hidden okay mm-hmm. just like it's here uh, all right that's just uh 25 for me let's see what happens uh no that is a 33 over 25 okay um so you look out over the audience and uh I only got the one eye <laughs> it's true we got you know we gotta you know yeah, forgive him for that um but you look out over the audience and uh yeah can't really put your finger on it but you look around you see one or two little things that just seem a little out of place you know you you know that a, a cartoon reel is coming up next and uh there are two children in the audience sort of talking animatedly to each other and but right, usually around now, they can sort of they sort of have a sense of when it's going to end, and they've seen enough of these that they get the they get the sense of when it's going to end, when the cartoons are going to start, and that's what the kids are usually excited for. They come to watch the cartoons, uh, and they just they're having this discussion that seems very animated, uh, like very like they're they're sort of they're not like talking like kids in a movie excited theater go. They're not like off the walls and throwing their popcorn. They're like they're almost it's almost like they're talking like adults. Like they're sort of like gesturing to each other and 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 having like this kind of an interesting discussion or what appears that it's way. Two, it's two kids you said two kids yeah uh all right well i'll, I'll sort of sort of lean out of like the projectionist window you know like kind of make my way around the camera uh and lean out and say uh uh, uh hey uh you are uh you folks around somewhere or uh <laughs> all right yeah, they're back home. They gave us a nickel each to come watch the cartoons. What's you? Uh, what are you? What are you bothering us for? <laughs> I think, hey, you always just adopt whatever accent. We have I do. Doing. <laughs> uh, what, what do you? What do you want from us? We're just two kids. Our kids. Our, our parents gave us a nickel each to come watch the cartoons, like we do every every uh, once a week. 
I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, 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 I didn't mean to inter- interrupt you. I, I, it's just usually, you know, you're supposed to be accompanied by an adult. Uh, uh, that, it, it's just, just forget about it. Thanks. Turn back to they, they're watching the movie now they don't talk to each other but as you're leaning out you actually look over and see uh closer to the front of the screen um is uh, uh one man by himself uh who's just staring at the screen not moving and as you see him he, you sort of like realize oh, this guy's been here all day um and uh his popcorn bucket is full he hasn't eaten anything but he's just sitting at the screen just staring blankly you can't see his face but like he's just totally still um from the projection room, uh, give me a spot hidden roll. Another spot hidden roll. Mm. It's gonna be a tough one. No. Uh, no, that's a 97 over 25. <laughs> oh boy. All right, yeah, you, you see what I he's he's got one eye, people. Uh, you see what I <laughs> you see this this old man. Not old. Well, uh, is he old actually? No, he's not old. He's he's you know maybe in his 40s. He's an adult, but just staring at the screen, just like just not moving. Uh, not at all. Not in a way that makes you think he's dead. Like you've you've seen, <laughs> I mean, you've been through some stuff. You've seen more than your share of dead bodies. Um, and I think you you as a as a soldier, a survivor of World War One, would would sort of like get the sense like this person's not alive. But you no, you don't get any you don't get that feeling at the, your hackles don't rise at the possible presence of a dead body. Um, he's just not moving. And just staring at the screen blankly, like you, you, you're used to seeing the backs of people's heads in a movie theater. They kind of mm-hmm. move around as they see the different things on screen. But he's been here all day. Eat their popcorn. He's been here since you opened. He came in. You probably wouldn't have seen him come in because you were already up in the, the booth. But mm-hmm. all right. Well, I'm gonna go down then. I'm gonna come down out of my little tower. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll go into the. Is it just him and the kids in the theater? There are a few other people, but um, but making your way out of your projection booth. Yeah, I'll head on down to the the main theater and I'll make my way through the row over to him. All right, so um, the very like you open the door to your projection booth and uh, and you see a woman with her like hand up as if she's about to knock. Oh, jeez. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You you gave me a bit of a fright there. Oh, oh, and uh, um, now let's see. So you have a bit of an interesting relationship with the people of Mayfield. You don't know many of them personally. but I no, well, I mean, I think everyone knows who I am. I, I I picture it kind of as like a Quasimodo kind of relationship yeah. with the townsfolk. Like everyone knows who I am, but everyone's pretty spooked by me because I only have half of a face. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yes, accurate. Um, so she uh, she's gonna she's sort of taken aback, and, and she wasn't expecting to see you. Um, but uh, she has sort of a look on of surprise on her face, and and she. And, you know, of course, the, the shock that you're used to of these town, these small townsfolk at seeing a person with a plastic half face. Uh, but she reels it in very quickly um, and, and appears to be searching for someone. She goes, oh, no, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I thought <sighs> you startled me a little bit, too. And then she sort no, of feels I'm sorry. It's just that. it's just me up here. I was just getting the film. And he does this thing. He kind of like shrinks and he starts scratching at his temple, but in such a way that covers the 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 prosthetic part of his face um so this like this guilt kind of washes over her as it's just like oh did i say something that offended this this poor man um but she says oh i I, i'm so sorry i i just i thought maybe this would be uh mr pearson's office 
Oh, no. Sorry, this is the projection room. If you're looking for uh, Mr. Pearson, he's down the hall. Oh, okay. Um... I mean, I, 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 could sh- I could show you if you like. Uh, I, I would hate to, for you to get lost again. No, no, that's 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 quite all right. I think I can find my way. I just, well, the the thing is, I knocked on that door and and Mr. Pearson wasn't there. Oh, well, that's peculiar. He he's, he he might just be stuck in some paperwork. Uh, he, he, yeah, let me let me see if I can rouse him for you, Miss. I'm 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 sorry, Miss. Um... Uh, Bercher. It's, uh, no, sorry, Franz. Franz. Miss Franz. Franz. Est- Esther Franz. And it's, uh, Franz. Mrs., actually. Mrs. Franz, sir. <laughs> my, um, where, where are my manners? <laughs> well, look, I, I, I don't want to spend too much time here. I, I've, I've, I'm terribly sorry, but I, I just, I've, I've been looking around. I, you see my, it's my, uh... And, and she, too, starts to get, like, really looking very exhausted and sad, and she says, it's, it's my... It's my son, Charles. He's been, oh, he's been missing since the day before yesterday. He loves coming to the theater. I thought he might, maybe, maybe you or Mr. Pearson would have seen him. I don't suppose you have, have you? Uh, and, and well, you, and you do like you know most of the names of the people who come in regularly. Like I said, it's a small town. Um, and uh, Charles, yeah, you, you think you know, you think you know who Charles would be, and he usually comes in with the same group, and you have not seen him. Charles, oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think he know, I, I, I think I know him. He, he, he comes in for the, he, you know, he likes the Mickey Mouse shorts, you know, tugboat Willie, all that. Yeah, he does. Uh, nope, well. that's still too late. I can't do it. I can't do it right. <laughs> I can't do it right. <laughs> it's hard. Late. It's hard. 1920s is a what very... existed in 1927. This is uh, we're in an al- we're in an alternate universe. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, it's like 1920s. There wasn't anything. <laughs> she looks at you like who? <laughs> no, but um. No, no, no. You. Uh, uh, well, I, 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 I'm afraid I. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I can't say that I've seen him today. Uh, I'm, I'm really sorry, Miss Miss Franz. Well, that's all right. Um. And she sort of like seems like hesitating for a moment, and then and then looks at you and goes, "You, uh, you served, right?" Ah, uh, uh, well, every day, yeah, for uh, every day, serving up movies, hot and fresh. Oh no, I meant in in the war. No, I uh, I know. Uh, yes, oh. I did. What gave it away? <laughs> And you just like she just oh this is so like this is torturing her she so feels so awkward she goes well th- th- that's not what I meant I just I'm sorry I... no, no 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 I'm sorry I, I, I'm sorry I, I I don't mean to poke fun I I I know you're in dis- distress it, 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 is there anything else I can do for you I, I mean I, I I've got everything lined up until we got a you know we got the late picture tonight I, can I help you can I I mean I'd, I'd be happy to help you uh, well look for your kid in fact I. I was going to ask uh, maybe if um, a few of us are, are uh, just concerned uh, about about Charles and and sure are meeting are meeting at my friend's house tonight a, a woman by the name of uh, Eloise Bircher it's possible you know her and you sure do, you know Eloise sure of course I mean who doesn't yeah I mean. well look I just you you work at the theater and and people come in and out all the time you I I just think maybe what you know will be could be useful for for uh, what's been going on 
Uh, sure. Y- yeah, I, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I- I'd be happy to help you. Uh, uh, of course, you. of, uh, Thank of course. Thank you so much. I, oh, I'm so glad to hear you'll come. It really, I think we need all the help we can get. Thank you. It really means the world to me. Thank you so much. And sure. she like, turns on her heel. And, and well, I, I, can I, you might just want to let people, uh, sorry, I, I don't go oh. to a lot of functions. Oh, um, oh, uh, You might oh, just want to let time. people know, because, you know, some, sometimes I, I have a tendency to, uh, well, of I, I, I just of course. put people so on sorry. edge, yes. and, I, and uh, it's already a tense situation. I, if you could just just let people know that I that, uh, you know. Of course, of course, I will. I'll I'll, I'll do my utmost to make sure that that no one's, uh, including yourself, is is uncomfortable. No, I, and and I'm sorry. I know there's already a lot going on. I don't I don't mean to put you out. You know, for, for me, I, it's more just out of consideration for everybody else. You know, it's okay. uh, it's 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 a lot. All right, all right, that's him. All right, we can do that. Yeah. So, uh, but well, great then. I, uh, not well. I'll see you. I'll see. You. I'll, <laughs> I'll see you. <laughs> My God! <laughs> All right. So, um, we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of like a time jump. Um, oh. We're gonna do a little bit of time jump because uh, we're 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 now sort of seeing outside Mayfield or the the road into Mayfield. There's only one. There's one in, one out. And uh, and we see a car, a Ford Model T, as a matter of fact, as was the uh, you know the common vehicle of the day. And uh, you know, as we as we sort of get close to this car, we we look in and we see a man driving it, um, a man with a little bit of blood on his knuckles. Uh, Tyler, do you want to describe your uh, your retired boxer to us? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you see this ugly kind of guy. You can tell his nose has been broken a few too many times. <laughs> Doesn't sit quite straight. Dark hair, dark eyes. 6'2", about 190. You see this This guy's seen some stuff. His face kind of wears, wears his journey. And uh, he's got his, his wife and two little kids sitting in the back of the the car his uh his son maxi is 10 and his little daughter margaret is eight and then his wife barbara is uh 32 okay all right um so i think uh you probably would have come to uh come to them from uh doing some work some work in the uh closer to the city uh so maybe you like picked them up somewhere on the way home Oh, or maybe they're not in the car with me, and I'm just yeah. driving home from work to go meet them. I'm looking for my family. So. There you go. Okay, that's <laughs> no, okay. All right, so I'm just yeah, I'm okay. So, so you're by yourself. Looking forward to seeing my family. I'm just picking you look them over in the and car with me. It's almost like they're there. You just it's <laughs> almost like they're there. Um, and then I go to like touch my wife's hand, and I'm like, oh, uh, I'm heading home to you after a hard day at the lumber mill. All right. And you, and you look down and you see the, the hand where her thigh would be and you just see a little bit of blood on that knuckle too. And um, yeah, you're, you're coming back from uh, doing some work in, in uh, Cleveland for a man by the name of uh, Salvatore Todaro. Ooh. Okay. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll learn a little, maybe we'll learn a little bit more about him as we go along. But uh, you're driving and making your way home. It's been a long day. 
you've had to do some stuff that you're really hoped you wouldn't have to do. Mm. And um, you're tired. The lines on the road sort of start blending together. Um, roll a spot hidden check for me. Oh, no. Of course, now I roll high. That was <laughs> a, uh, 83 on a 40. All right. So, um, okay. At the, at the, what's, it, it just all of a sudden you're, you're, you see like this flash of light in the corner of your eye uh, and, you know, just too late really. And you see it, you sort of snap to attention and you see a, a form running across the road. Uh, give me a drive auto check. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, so what happens if I don't have drive auto? There's a uh, a default score. Uh, so yeah, you'll see a little number in parentheses. Everybody. You gotta you gotta get under a twenty, bud. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, so that's a seventy-five. Oh. <laughs> Over twenty. Uh oh. Uh oh. What row, All right, well, uh, at the very last moment, you try to swerve out of the way as this form goes running across the street. You don't really see what it is, um, but you lose control of the car. The car spins wildly. It's fishtailing back and forth. I mean, those old Model Ts only had one-wheel drive. And, uh, and and as you're spinning and spinning, you go off the road, and the car, like you, it's like you get T-boned by a tree. Just crunch <laughs> the passenger side of the car. Um... Take uh, take a take one d4 damage. Oh, oh that's no! that's like holy shit! Help! <laughs> ouch! 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 This will be the time that I roll high. Roll low, baby. <laughs> roll low. Holy shit! Roll low. I rolled a one. Hey! Yes. Excellent. So you know you are able, as the car is spinning, to steal yourself. You know it's as if you you flash back to your days in the ring. You see a fist coming for your face, and you're like let the air out of your lungs and kind of tense up. And uh, and the car hits the the tree, and it's on the passenger side, so it doesn't quite crumple into you, but you are sort of like thrown to the side a little bit. But you're able to like get a hand up and and kind of stop yourself from taking too much of that hit. Um, so wow. uh, you are conscious. You check yourself real quick. You're all right. You got a convenient excuse for, excuse for all that blood on your knuckles now, and uh, and 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 you you know kind of gently push the door open and, and make your way out of the car. Smoke billowing up from the front. Look around. <laughs> Do I see what ran in front of me? It's gone. You see, like, it, you sort of can pick, put together, and also you don't know how far that car was moving, but you can, like, maybe sort of, like, re-remember the direction it was going. It was going off from, like, the left side of the road to the right, from, from your perspective. Don't look spot. for it, bro. <laughs> um, but as you're looking, uh, you do see uh, the light on in a house. So I'm going to look at the car. Ugh, just what I needed today. Check myself over. Well, shit. Start heading over towards that house. Excellent. Um, so you make your way over, and uh, 
and yeah, just a, a needing to use a phone or, or something to get in touch with somebody, anybody, the police, whatever. Mm-hmm. Gently knock on the door. And we cut to, we jump back in time a little bit, uh, <laughs> to, to the, uh, the Mayfield Lumber Mill, just outside of town, not too far. Uh, but, you know, on the outskirts of the ever-shrinking forest, as all these trees get cut down all the time. And uh, we, uh, we, we are in, like, the, the cafeteria at this, uh, at this lumber mill. And we see a lot of big, strong-looking men eating their little box lunches. And uh, we come across one man in particular, sitting a little farther away from everybody else. Uh, Ned, would you describe Buddy Wilson for us? In disguise, right now. Uh... Ned is a Pinkerton agent, but right now he's uh, playing the part of a lumber mill worker. See a uh, stout but hardy guy is in his early fifties. Uh, he's got a real clean cut haircut. Uh, he's got a scar going down from his left eyebrow all the way down to like the bottom of his chin. Just a gash of scar tissue, uh, and he's sitting there, and he's got a, he's got like a ham and cheese, just on white bread. And he's not really eating it; he's just kind of looking around. He's keeping an eye on the foreman, and he's keeping an eye on, on the second in command, who's in charge of all the people that are running the wood through the mill, and he's just, he's just waiting. So yes, in, in the time that you've been working undercover at the lumber mill, you've been just starting to hear little whispers here and there of, uh, of workers interested in unionizing. Now this is specifically what the Pinkerton Agency sent you here to do a little bit of recon to find out if that was the case. So your training and as well as your bosses back in uh, Ann Arbor, or I think that's where the headquarters of Pinkerton was this time, um, they, they, they suggest that in this situation you integrate yourself into this movement, if such a movement exists. And uh, you've started to do so. And in doing so, uh, you've already spent a fair amount of time with uh, Wayne Heitman. Wayne is a, uh, he's sort of the de facto leader of this unionizing front. Wayne also lives in Mayfield, like yourself. Or, well, lives in Mayfield. Uh, But Wayne uh, hasn't been to work for a couple of days. He hasn't showed up. And uh, he's been fired for not showing up, but nobody can tell him because no one can reach him. But uh, as you're sitting there, just kind of looking around, trying to see if maybe he's going to come today and the scene that's going to play out if he does, uh, a man who you have come to know by the name of Arthur Bircher comes and sits next to you. So he sort of gives you a little uh, elbow on the shoulder and says, Hey, you know, I, uh, I'm starting to get a little worried about Wayne here. It's, uh, I don't yeah, know, I'm not, have you heard anything? I, uh, I'm not going to lie. I haven't heard uh haven't heard anything from him. Yeah, well, you know, it's... I, I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure it's just, you know, something typical, but, uh... Well, maybe he's just this... Maybe he's a salt dust, you know? Maybe uh, he's well, got to that as long as... But no phone call? Nothing? Look, I mean, that happens to us all the time. My mind's been going a little crazy. He was the one who was sort of starting to, uh... Yeah. Try to think about unionizing. Hey, and, hey, you hey, know, hey, hey, shh. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Come on now. 
he was the one who was starting to try to think about maybe getting a bunch of guys together to like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Maybe try to make things a little better around here for the other guys like himself, you know? Right, 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 right. But listen, if he... Well, that's what I'm telling you. I'm worried somebody might have heard. You know, there are there are people. These these big these big big wigs over in uh, in Cleveland will hire someone to come into these mills and 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 like look around and see if maybe someone's. I'm worried that maybe someone's done something to him. You know? Yeah. Well, listen. I listen. If anything really happened to him, you know, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll take a drive by his house. Okay. Make sure everything's all right. I'll knock on his door. I'll, See if he's feeling okay. But aside from that, you gotta keep it down, bud. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, I'm just... I mean, God I'm forbid nervous, the foreman you know, gets wind of this and then... Yeah. Look, yeah. Uh, all right. Then you're out on your ass. Why, why don't we go tonight? After work, would you come with me? Yeah. Yeah, sure, I just gotta make a phone call and then... Yeah. Right. Great, great. You know, at the end of the day, end of the day, when the whistle blows, hop in my car, I'll take you home. I'll give you a ride. But, uh, I, well, you know, I I do have to make one stop first. Oh, all right. Yeah, should be fine. We guess, yeah, we just got to go by my, uh, by my old lady's house. She's, uh, she's a little nervous, too. She's, uh, having a few people over just to sort of talk about things. Just try to see what's going on. You know, a friend of hers, kid went missing beside herself. Kid went so, missing? Uh, yeah. Little kid, little Charles Bircher. No, that's the wrong name. In a small little, town like little, this? A little kid with a name that I can't remember right now. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a second son to me. I don't have a first son. It's like a son to me. It's a shame um, name, you know? Like I told you, strange things are going on. My mind's all over the place. Yeah, right. All right, after that, well, we'll, listen, we'll stop by maybe there. We can, maybe we can set their mind to these, and, and who knows? Maybe he's tied up with that, too. I, I, look, I hope so. I hope there's a simple explanation to all this. But you come by. You come with me after work. I'll drive into my drive into my house for a little bit. We'll give you some coffee and maybe some mid dinner. I don't know what my wife's got planned. Is you know she's got some kind of crazy uh things going on. And then and then after that we'll head over to uh to uh Wayne's house and see if we can figure out. What yeah. Well, doing. listen. With the way that you're looking, I'm, I'm sure your wife is cooking real well. And he kind of slaps him on the stomach and he's like, ah. He goes <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, this. but it's. <laughs> All right, right. when the whistle blows. So, when the whistle blows, um, we go, last but not least, to... uh, Where where do we go, actually? Did I... Ah, yes, okay. Um, We go back to sort of closer to the center of town in Mayfield, where uh, we see uh, a man walking along the street on his way back to... His apartment after a day of work of of filling young minds of with knowledge at uh at the the university of mayfield and there he is dan would you please describe professor hugsley lacker to us yeah uh, professor hugsley lacker he uh he likes his studies he takes his time and you know he's getting used to this new town but he's a little nervous he's uh I'm a good, I'm a healthy six foot three. Mm-hmm. You know, my size, they say, is a 70 on my skill chart. But uh, I'm more lanky, more tall than brawny. But mm-hmm. watch out, because I'm quick with it. All right? Mm-hmm. All right? <laughs> quick witted and quick witted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, Excellent. I, right, I, so- I, do, I do enjoy 
presenting myself well to the public. Uh, I'm not the most handsome man you've ever seen, but but I don't look bad now. I don't look bad. Not with those glasses, you don't. Thank you, Kay. <laughs> so, uh, you have a, I, you're you're making your way back to your house. You're you're either you've parked or you I, maybe you don't have a car. I don't know. It's up to you. Um, and you're <clears throat> making your way back along the road uh, to the apartment where you're currently staying. Um, turn the key to the door, uh, to the door to the building, and as you're walking in, you get a little closer to your apartment, and uh, as you're about to put your key in the door, you hear something. And it sounds like it's coming from inside your apartment. All right. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my ear on the door to see if I can get a better sense of what it sounds like. If it's footsteps, if it's something slithering across the floor. Okay. Um, one moment. Never a good sign. I'm scared. <laughs> I can't watch. I can't watch. Roll, I'm scared. Roll for wolves. Roll for thugs. Who's in my apartment? Also, I'll say this, Kay. Uh-huh. I'll say this. Uh, Huglet puts his ear to the door. Okay. He's a little terrified, but he's also somewhat excited and hopeful okay um so you put your ear to the door and uh well okay so first of all give me a uh listen roll mm-hmm. uh i rolled a 76 and my listens a 60 Whamp. so um it's very f- well okay it, it's uh let's see it's very very faint but for the briefest of moment, you think you hear footsteps going away from you. And then it's over. Going deeper into the house or? Well, it's a small apartment, as you know. Uh, and even with a not great that, that great of a role, you can tell it's going the other way, which you would know having, you know, being the one who lives there. The only thing back there is a window. All right, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to freeze and I'm going to think. And then I'm going to drop my bag with my with my my shoulder bag with all the books and and stuff I have and homework assignments. I'm going to take off my blazer. I'm going to roll up my sleeve and then I'm going to as quietly and as quickly try to sneak around to the back of my house. To the back of your house. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, You do so. Uh, And as you sneak around to the back, knowing where that window opens... You look up, and you see the window is open. And, like, the drape is blowing in the wind out the window. I'm going to turn around and look into the yard and try to spot hidden. Okay, on roll spot hidden. All right, uh, yeah, give me a spot hidden check. Jesus Christ, a 92. 
Oh, heck yeah, heck. It has not been good so far. Yeah, no, it looks sad. <laughs> well, you, you guys, it turns uh, out it's not the die. It's not the campaign. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> can we get yeah. an F in the chat for Dan's wait, can I, wait, Well, wait, I don't think anybody's succeeded on a check yet. Okay. Can I push the roll? Yes, you can. You can push the roll. This is something we haven't discussed. Um, by pushing a roll in this game, you essentially uh, get to... I think you essentially get to give yourself an advantage die. Um, but uh, give me a description of what you do to push the roll. Okay, so so um, <clears throat> I sneak around super quick, super stealthy, and I get to the back of my house and I see the window open and I go, the fuck? And then I slam my back up against the, the wall of the building to try to look around to see if there's anything that came out the back of the house and when i do that i bang my head so I, so i don't so i'm disoriented and then uh i gather myself and I, I take a deep breath and i and i really try to pay attention to my surroundings okay um yeah so go ahead and re-roll the tens die of that d100 Oh, I thought you get to re-roll the roll. It's just... Oh, you're right. You do. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead and re-roll it. It's it's the same. Does it? Is it meets it beats it? Uh, yeah, meets it beats it. It okay. might not be by the rules, but like that's just easier for me to remember. So we're gonna play meets it beats it. <laughs> wow. So you make it. You make the spot hidden check. Like Six a spot, success. Yeah. Not a hard success. Okay. Um. So looking up. Or rather, actually, looking down, uh, as you're, like, underneath the window pressed against the wall, you look down, and uh, you see glass, indicating that uh, maybe the window was broken, but broken out of the apartment. I go, oh, shit. (laughs) I was going to pay for that. (laughs) I'm in the goddamn fucking apartment. So then, so I, I feel pretty comfortable uh, that they're not in the house still. But do I do I see any figures in the yard? Do I? You do not. It oh is, God. Uh, it's just you look out and you just see like the edge of the yard, the hedge. It's just darkness beyond. All right. So then, what I do is I take off my tie. Hugsley takes off his tie, and he balls it up in his hand. Or. And he'll use he'll take the tie ball it up in his hand and he'll start like picking up little pieces of glass glass and puts it in the the tie and he's and he's he's just gonna be back there like cleaning up he okay. he likes his he Hugsley, Hugsley likes his stuff orderly he oh, wouldn't cool. he wouldn't leave this back there in the yard all right excellent um so as you're doing this. I imagine, like, from from where you are, you can still kind of see the street. Uh, when, all of a sudden, um, two kind of uh, big, strong-looking men approach, walking down the street. It, uh, it turns out that those two men are uh, 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 Buddy and, uh, and his friend... What's the name of your friend again? Arthur? No. Arnold? Arthur. Arthur. You said it was Arthur. Arthur. Yes. yes. Arthur Buddy, and Buddy. Yeah. You see Buddy and Arthur having gotten out of the, out of uh, Arthur's car and making their way over to uh, his house. Do they? Would I know them or no? Um, you might know Arthur. It's probably pretty unlikely that you would know Buddy. 
Okay. Um, and, and does Arthur look trustworthy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't know him super well, but he's uh seems like a friendly guy, jovial, man about town, you know. Okay. So this is what you I'm going to do. You know he works at the lumber mill. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be cleaning up, and then I, I hear and see them, and I and I yell out to Arthur. I go, uh, uh, I go, uh, excuse me, Arthur. Uh, Could I talk to you for a minute? Oh, oh, uh, well, sure. Uh, 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 hey, buddy, why don't you come with me? He uh, makes his way over. Yeah, uh, 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 Hugsley, is that right? Yeah, yeah, Hugsley. And, Hugsley, and I'm yeah. sweating, pro- I'm sweating profusely right now. Oh, and, and I so go, good, buddy, you doing all right? I, I, I'm really not. Actually, you look a little sick. Are you doing okay or what? Yeah, what seems to be the problem? You won't believe what just happened. So what? Well, <laughs> try I'm me. going in my front door like I've done every night, it's a, it, as if I live here, right? I'm going in my front door, and I go to put the key in, and I hear someone in my apartment run around what? the back, and my window's blown out, and I. I I'm going to put my pride aside and I'm going to be smart. Yeah, Would you mind good, escorting me into my home to make sure if there's an intruder, they're gone? Because I don't, I don't want to say it, Arthur, but uh, I'm I'm a rarity in this town, let's say. So I want to I want to play it smart here. I want to play it smart here. Well, hold yeah. on. Did you what? Actually, did you did you take a look in the backyard? Did you see if there was anything going on, uh, any any footsteps or footprints or anything like that? This is the weird thing, right? That's exactly what I did. I ran around to the back. The only thing I found was this broken window, but the glass blown outside. They broke out of my house. And there was no there was no there was no sort of indication that they broke in in the first place. Uh. Not that I can tell. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for footsteps in the backyard. Okay. Yeah, give me give me and one I, more. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually gonna rope all of them into it. And yeah, like, uh, yeah, buddy, I'm, you can go I'm gonna, into Arthur. Arthur's folks, not folks, y'all, right y- up, y- you y'all mind helping me scope out the? Oh yeah, come on. Yeah, Sure, Arthur like looks like he's helping, but he's looking at his watch. He knows he's got to get home to his wife. Arthur, you right up the rope, right? All right. No, 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 no. Listen, I. Told you guys you'd come in and look. I, I, I told you I'd help you out. I'm gonna help you out. Just you know, let's, uh, let's be a little quick about it. All right. All right. Look, one quick peek and then we'll and then we'll head on to your wife's. Sneak and peek. All right. Let's go. Hugsley, you should you should come. I don't want you hanging out in an apartment where somebody could be hiding in the closet. You know. <laughs> you know. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Oh man! Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. Who would do such a thing? Hide in the closet. That's never served anyone. Indeed. <laughs> that was. Anyway. That was so mean. <laughs> Make your spot hen rolls. Both he is. Both you clowns. Both he is. Yeah, Wiley, Sunza. Alright. <laughs> oh, excellent. Um I got a I got a regular success. Wow. Regular success. Okay. I got a five under forty-five. Dang. Wow, that's an extreme success. Isn't it? Is yeah. it? Yeah. I okay. think so, right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Works, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, buddy. I can't do math. <laughs> buddy, uh, you don't see any footprints per se, but you do see, uh, like an indentation in the ground, almost as if the glass was broken and something heavy 
flew out of it and hit the ground. Hmm. Ah. Uh, and do the does the indentation look like shoes? What does it look like? It's kind of muddled. Um, it just looks like a. But it looks barely... like something. It looks like something flew out of the window, hit the ground, left the and indentation somewhere. Well, Huxley, I don't know, but it looks like. Uh, he does like kind of that math thing. He's like looking at the window, and he's looking at the ground. He's just looking at the window. It's like the scene from The Wire. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Motherfucker. So he's like looking at it, and he goes, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck." Here's my idea. I think somebody threw something out the window to make the window broken, and then they climbed out of the window. But whatever they threw out, they took with them. You got See, heavy I don't appreciate that. I don't appreciate that. I mean, you're already in my house, and then you you could at least just use the fucking door. Well, uh, Arthur kind of chimes in. Well, what, what, what do you say we... uh? Why don't we run in and see if anything's missing? Yeah, most of the time, someone breaks into a house, they steal something, right? Uh, let's go, uh, let's go uh, take a look. All right, all right. <clears throat> yeah. All right, let me. I'm. I'm gonna run around the front. I left my bag and and my my stuff at the front. I don't want someone to swipe you that go out in the window. Yeah. No, okay. I'm gonna walk around. The, I'm gonna walk around the front, and I'll okay. come let. So, yeah. I'm gonna come walk around in the front, enter my house the way a normal person does. Of and course. I'm gonna walk Nobody. through, and I'm gonna Absolutely. bring you guys in from the back. All right. So yeah, I'll be great. right we'll back. Don't go nowhere. We'll if you see, if you see anyone suspicious, get him. You don't, you don't want us to come in there with you. Well, well you know, uh, I think, uh, I think he wants to go unlock his door and, and and let us in the back, and it's his house. So who are we to argue? You know. Oh, oh, just, sure. Yeah. Actually, we'll be, be waiting right here. You go on ahead, and we'll and we'll we'll wait for you. You know, unlock. Just the door. be careful in there. All right. Look, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. to get hurt. And, and if, if if I need anything, I'll um I'll yell canary. All right. Canary. Well, come back out as soon as you're done. All right. All right. All right. So I walk I walk house. back around to the front. I I grab my bag. I sling it over my shoulder. I throw my coat over my shoulder, and um I pull the keys out my pocket, and I unlock the door and I go inside. As soon as he okay. does that, buddy pulls out a pack of cigarettes, knocks one out. Lights it. <sighs> Looks at Arthur and goes, I don't know about you, but I think that guy's a couple chairs short of a parlor, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I think so. I mean, he works at the university. I think you got to be kind of smart to be a professor. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, who who goes in the front door and leaves us to sit at the back? I mean, that's fair. That is dumb. Problem. We should be you know going in saying? there with him. What if somebody's in there? Three to one, right? Yeah. Dumb. Right. That's my point. <laughs> Hey Ned, you know I can hear you, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Hugsley, Hugsley, you make your way into the house, uh, and uh, you look around, and just at first glance, you don't really see anything out of place, nothing missing. Um, all of your things are right where you left them. Um, but I would like you to make a spot hidden roll, please. Um, do you want me to do that first, or can I do the thing I wanted to get in the house without them for first? You can do the second one. Whatever it is you wanted to do. Okay. So first, before well, I do the spot hidden. No, you know what? Actually, do the spot hidden first. Do the spot okay, hidden first, because okay, maybe okay. you like notice something that changes what you want to do. Yes, ma'am. Ooh, uh, thirty-nine. Uh, a regular success. Regular success. Okay. Um. So. Yeah. Um. 
you uh you see uh one of the floorboards looks ever so slightly askew. Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do two things. I'm going to take a mental note of that, and then I'm gonna hurry up and I'm gonna put away a bunch of news clippings. I'm going to I'm going to um on on my living on the so there's a in the closet in the living room when you open it up on there I have a map of the city and I and I have a bunch of places I've checked out I've been doing my own little kind of investigation mm-hmm. uh and there are a couple of wigs <laughs> and I'm going to gather I'm going to gather up my uh my items and I'm going to gather up the news clippings and I'm going to gather up this I, I just have like this whole thing laid out where I've been doing some research and I'm going to quickly gather it up put it in the closet close the door and I'm going to do this as quick as possible to try to make it seem like I didn't stop to do anything and then I'm okay. going to then I'm going to try to like hurry up and get to the back <laughs> to, let the, to let them in okay so, uh, opening the door to the back where they are waiting for you, um, Arthur's giving you a look, kind of like a, well, I guess no one's in there, right? That's good. I guess so. You find anything mix- missing, Huxley? Uh, uh, you, you know what? I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Uh, buddy? Buddy, yeah. yeah. Buddy. All right, I, I'll tell you I this, I put the cigarette in my other hand, and I, I reach my hand down. Buddy Wilson. Hugs the lacquer. Shake your hand, and I got. I'll tell you this. I, I I went in to the front, and I and I'll tell you what. I was feeling real stupid when I was in there by myself, so I didn't quite look around. I just hurried on through to let you ride on in, because that seems like the smart thing to do. And did absolutely nothing else. Nothing else at all. <laughs> all right, Arthur chimes up. All right, uh, Hugsley, tell you what. We're going over to my wife's house. We're gonna, you know, she's having a couple friends over. We're gonna have a cup of coffee. Uh. A lot of weird stuff's going on, and it seems like some weird stuff's been happening to you. I mean, this is, not, this is a small town. It's not every day someone gets broken into, you know? So, uh, look, why don't you come ha- back with us? We'll call the police. We don't want anybody coming back to the scene of the crime. It's going to be cold in there anyway. It's the middle of February. It's going to be a horrible draft. Just just come. We'll make you a cup of coffee. We'll call the police. We'll get everything sorted out. Yeah, isn't it that, that Martin, um, that Kavanaugh guy, right? He, he works at the police station. Isn't he down there? Uh, uh, well, I don't, I don't know if, uh, well, I don't know who my wife invited, to be honest, but, uh, I don't, I, well, I don't know. I'll have to ask her. Okay. I, I, I appreciate that, and I'm definitely going to take you up on it, but I, I gotta, I gotta get this place in order first. So, why don't you head on back over? It seems like everything's okay. I'm just going to strain up a few things, and then I'll be right over there, and, and I gotta, I got me a nice Chianti in the, in, in, in the kitchen I can bring with me. Well, I'm sure my wife will love that. A key, uh, that's Chianti, Chianti, Arthur, Chianti. Like the that's salad right. dressing. It's Italian. Yeah, but what is it? It's an Italian... It's a, it's a wine. Oh, oh, I don't oh, know. Okay, great. It is, but it's Italian, I can tell you that. Oh, it's All a right, wine. Great. Oh, Huxley. It's a wine. <laughs> All right, great, great, great. Okay, yeah, sure, bring it over. I'm sure my wife will love it. Why, why don't y'all go? I'll be right behind you, and I'll bring some culture with me. <laughs> That goes right over his head. <laughs> that works. Yeah, make sure you bring the culture. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's great, important. Great. And uh, uh, Arthur starts making his way off towards... And, and while they're leaving, I go, hey, 
and, and I appreciate y'all coming over and answering the call. It's my kind. It's what neighbors do. They walk off. All right. All right. So then I. So then um, they're walking off, and I'm waiting, doing my like, thanks. And then as soon as they're out of out of eyesight, I turn and I run in the house to check out the floorboard. Ooh. Okay. Um, so you go in the house and quickly pulling up the floorboard, which is loose and askew. Uh, nothing's there. Dust. Okay. Um, make another <laughs> spot hidden check. Make another spot hidden check, actually. I got some questions. Can I push this one since it's a new roll? Uh, sure. Well, if you push it, it'll probably take more time, and I know you're trying to do things kind of quickly. Okay. What'd you get, though? I got a 79, and my spot hidden's a 65. Yeah. You guys are rolling really high tonight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, dust. You see dust. Okay, um... So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask this. Um... I feel like my character would have examined this entire apartment when he moved in and okay. so has he not found this floorboard like it yeah. seems like he's he's thinking it seems like something was removed from the apartment and i feel like he would have like scoured this apartment mm-hmm. yeah um yeah no i i would say that no you have not found this floorboard okay hmm you know what i'm gonna be fucking late Let's push this bitch. <laughs> All right, pushing this out hidden. Seventy-four. Jesus. It's really dusty under there. Uh oh. I get some in my lungs. You sneeze. Achoo. Ain't that just the way? <sighs> well, with this spot hidden, you catch a glance at your wristwatch and notice that a bit more time has gone by than you would have liked. All right. All right. I go. Oh shit! And then I. Um... <laughs> I, I run to the kitchen. Um, I don't remember if Chianti should be refrigerated or not. <laughs> I don't know where I would have left it. But uh, I grabbed prob- the Chianti. No, probably not. I grabbed the Chianti and I um. I hurry on the over. fava beans. <laughs> I hurry on over. Great. Okay. Making your way over to the house of uh, of um, I keep forgetting his name. Arthur, right? Yeah. yeah Arthur. Arthur, mm-hmm. Arthur and Eloise Bircher. Um, Dan, you are the last to arrive. Hugsley, you open the door and, uh, or well, you knock on the door and, um, and, uh, 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 Eloise comes to answer it and goes, oh, you must be Hugsley. My husband told me you were coming. Please, please come in. Well, thank you. I I, uh, brought a little gift. Sorry, I'm a little late. Oh, that's, that's so, that's so nice of you. You really didn't have to do that. This is, oh, Chianti. Mm. And, uh, Culture. <laughs> Very. Makes her way in. Uh, and following her in, uh, you catch a glimpse of the living room where you see uh, a beautiful young woman. <gasps> a, uh, a grizzled looking guy with like kind of cuts and bruises all over him and like kind of bloody knuckles. It looks like he was in a car accident recently. Yeah. <laughs> Arthur and Buddy from before, who you know. It's and, me, Buddy uh, from before. <laughs> and and uh, a gentleman who I'm sure you probably have not met yet, um, with uh, a very unusual-looking face, and, and if you look a little closer, you realize, oh, that half of that man's face is prosthetic, 
and you like collect yourself. You're like, I don't want to offend him. But uh, yeah, you make your way in, and 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 uh, so do so does Eloise. She can comes I, can in I with, ask uh, a question? Go ahead. Um, the psychology skill. Mm -hmm. What exactly does that do? And can it's I tricky. use it to yeah. read the room? Uh, yes, that's what I would use to read the room. Psychology is more like getting a sense of other people's motives and stuff. It's more like insight in D&D, &D, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to um, the other one, uh, psychoanalysis, which is more like your ability to like diagnose somebody or know what's going mm -hmm. on with them. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going kind of to... line, but we'll work with it. I'm going to walk in the room, and then I'm going to do a quick read on everyone. Okay. A psychology roll. 92. Oh my god. <laughs> you pop open the cork on that Chianti and say, I heard there's a party. <laughs> um, How do people react to a bottle of wine being brought in? Uh, is well, that... Eloise, Eloise took it and brought it to the kitchen. So but is that not it, like yeah. a weird taboo hidey thing in Prohibition times? Does that? Do we have any kind of reaction to that? No, you know what? Um, I totally forgot that it's prohibition. But uh, but here's what I'll say. I think uh, well, because I learned a couple things about prohibition in the time that I've been doing all this studying. One, we'll say it's a pretty old bottle of Chianti because prohibition made it illegal to manufacture alcohol. It didn't necessarily make it illegal to like, distribute it. Um, so this uh, some, is a really some... kind gift I'm bringing. Oh yeah, this is like nice. it, she's like floored by the generosity of this gift. Like some clubs in New York City were rumored to have stores of alcohol that could last years, uh, and like stocked up before prohibition took effect. So you know, it's it's not super unusual. It's mm -hmm. really nice, um, and it's rare. Yeah. And alcohol is something that like, but uh, looking at the label, maybe she would see that like, oh, this is from before prohibition mm -hmm. went into so effect. So like, it's legal. So I'm going to say this is what happened when I uh, tried to read people. I, I, I walk in, I hand the bottle of wine to Lucille. Is that her name? Uh, yeah. Uh, Eloise, Eloise is the woman. Eloise. Here. But Lucille I, is I there walk too, in. actually. I forgot to mention. Lucille is also there. Okay. I, I walk next in. to Sweetie. I, mean, I walk, into, I walk with this bottle of Chianti. I, I give her the, the wine and I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's old. We're good. Uh, and, and and then I try to do a quick read and then I try to do like a quick read on the room, but I am so caught up on the floorboard and how I could have missed it and then wondering what what the hell was taken out of there that I that I missed when I scoured the yeah, apartment. Yeah. And I and so I I don't clock much. Alright. Makes sense. Buddy uh Buddy is, is smoking a cigarette in the uh, uh Tyler, tell me your character's name one more time, buddy. Good old Benny Kaplan. Benny. So he looks over. He looks over at Benny and goes, uh, pulls out his cigarettes and goes, "Man, guy, you look how I feel here." <laughs> Ugh, sure could use one. Thanks, fella. Pulls out a a, a a a lighter that's about this big, that thick. It's in one of the old-fashioned ones, and he flips the gold lid off it and lights it up for you. Lean in and get one, and then just take a nice long drag and lean back and let all that hurt kind of yeah kind of waft away in that smoke. Hey, I uh, don't mean to pry, but uh, what happened to the other guy? Uh, only I knew. Next thing I know, man, this car came out of nowhere. Ended up against that tree out front. 
I overhear this and and I go and I go, uh, but but you didn't see what crossed the road. I saw something, just enough to try to avoid it and eat that tree out front. Yeah. Mm. Did you did you have uh, much rest when you went on the road? <laughs> rest ain't a luxury that I get very often. Okay, can I can I try to psychoanalyze him to see if he actually saw something or or if he's or if he was hallucinating? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, um, so then so this is what I'm gonna do. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna sit down. Um, uh, and what's your guy's name again? Benny. Benny Kaplan. Benny Kaplan. I'm gonna sit down across from Benny Kaplan. I'm gonna uh, pour him some some Chianti and I'm gonna offer him a drink. And um and I'm gonna start asking him uh, just some like easy questions at first, like where were you coming from? Um, and then I'm gonna share where I was coming from. And I'm gonna build some rapport. And then I'm going to uh, uh, try to figure out if he was hallucinating or actually saw something. Okay, this is doable. Um, that's a normal success. It's a 43 and I have a 60. Okay, cool. Um, how does it go, Benny? So, can I roll to uh, oppose this or what? Because, I mean, I, I don't think I hallucinated. <laughs> yeah, no, but let's... Well, you know what? Um, I think that's... I mean, like, this is kind of a question for... This is kind of a question for you as the keeper. Like, okay, yeah, Benny... Yeah, well, so- in that, so you got, uh, you were successful. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he he does not seem like he's trying to obscure the truth or anything. He just seems like he's been through it. He's had a rough night. But no, like he doesn't. You don't like really... essentially. Essentially, what I'm trying to do is I don't think there's any way for Tyler's character to know if he saw the truth or not. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm like, wondering if I can use my medical expertise and my knowledge of psychology to to distinguish if he was hallucinating or not yeah totally totally yeah um you do not you do not get any indication that he was hallucinating he seems of sound mind okay great yeah um so as uh, as you're all sort of sitting down and, and making your pleasantries uh and and eloise has yeah eloise has opened i keep getting all the names confused eloise opens the wine and, and you know gives some to some of you and is very excited how great this is and just pouring thanks to you uh hugsley um and wine she uh she goes and, and sort of stands at the center of the room and, and says, well, I, I'm, I'm so glad you could all come. I really am. It, it means a lot to me. Uh, as you know, my, uh, well, some of you know, my, 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 some of the strange things have been going around town lately, and I just, I, I don't really know what I hope to gain by having people over at my house, but it's, this is a small town, and, and we're a tight community, and I, I would hate to think that something more bad things are coming. I, I just I just want what's what's best, and if and I just want to gather information, talk around people. I, I I'm not saying anybody's involved with anything at all. I just any help that you can give me will be so appreciated. Now, just getting all the facts. Mm-hmm. We got two people missing from our town now. Mm-hmm. Did anybody know them? Real close. Who, who's missing? So, 
who did I say? I said it was like a, a an old man, an and, old a, and, a young man child. and a young boy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone? I, I knew the I knew the boy. I mean, I didn't know him. I just, you know, I saw him. He, he would come into the theater a lot. Hmm. Did he see? Did anything seem strange about him last time he was there? And any uh. He just came in, saw the movies like usual, and, and left? As far as I can tell, I mean, did he have any other friends, maybe? Other boys, you know, that he, he, he spent time with? There were two in the theater today that I didn't really recognize. They were having some kind of conversation. Well, sure, plenty. There's lots of kids here. It's a great place for families. You know what? I'm sorry. Like I said, I really don't know what I was hoping to gain here, but but I, I, this is a great little opportunity. You know, there's there are some of you here who I turns out I don't know very well, and, and that's that's a pain. So why don't I go put on a cup of coffee, and uh, we'll all get to know each other a little better. All right. So she sure. she makes her way off to the kitchen, um, and, and starts. You know, you hear the sort of the sounds of, of some rustling in the kitchen. Um, everybody, please. Uh, 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 um... Oh shit! <laughs> listen, listen. Oh, too many Christmas. Jesus Christ! That is a thirty-two under forty-five. No. So regular success or hard success? Regular success. Uh, that's a regular success. Yep. Okay. Anybody else? Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Okay. So one regular success. Um, buddy, you are the uh. You are the only one who hears the sound of breaking glass, but everybody hears the shriek that follows it coming from the kitchen. What? And we'll find out why next week. What? <gasps> Someone else thinks I wanted to do! <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, I gotta write that down. Broken glass. Fucking no, no, broken glass. <laughs> hey, God, Gaggle, thank you so much for coming out tonight and being a part of this and and staying in the chat and being so sweet and loving and and we love you guys so much. We really the do. Hell yes. of a cliffhanger truly, there, Kay. Yeah. Truly, thank you so much. It, it really is. It really is excellent. Um, we are going to be uh, picking this back up next week, same time, same same place, same bat time, same bat channel, and uh, we're going to find out what's going on in the town of Mayfield, and more specifically, what is going on in the kitchen of poor Eloise <laughs> Bircher. If you can't five, stand the heat. <laughs> with these five intrepid adventurers. Uh, yes, before we sign off, I want to thank all of my players. Campbell, Trevor, Dan, Tyler, Ned, thanks for making the time thank to do this. I know that well, our schedule is a little Thank you, Kay, for being our yeah, you. taking up the, so the, the chair. Congrats. Oh, I love it. Don't love hate it the so player, much. hate the game. I don't hate any of you, and I love this game. Um, awesome. Okay, yeah, so those of you watching, thank you for joining us. Uh, tell your friends, tune in next week. We're going to put this up on YouTube. Uh, we're also going to take the audio and put it on our RSS feed, so if you're a patron on our uh, Patreon feed, you're going to get to listen to it 
whenever you like, and maybe, I don't know, catch on, catch on to a few hidden clues sprinkled in every now and again. Or, uh, <laughs> um, so, so, yes, please come join us next week. Tell your friends. Um, we love having you. And uh, we'll see you uh, next week back here and everywhere else that we are active in the meantime. Love All you, right, Gaggle. gaggle. Yes, thank you. Bye, Gaggle. Take your night with advantage. Yeah. yeah that. Take your night with insanity. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yes. Oh, no. Even better. <laughs>